For all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazi Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. Welcome, Utah. This is T. Robbins, and I am the Utah Fan Club cheerleader. Woo! And my name's Steph, and I'm the ambassador of the Utah Fan Club, and we're here today with Tracy Lane. How are you doing, Tracy? Good. Glad to be here. And you are the owner of Tracy Lane Photography yep. and White Space Studio. Yes. All those things. All those things. <laughs> and and your studio is up in, you started in Davis County, right? Yep. First studio was in, first White Space Studio was in Bountiful. Bountiful. Yep. So we're just going to say you're representing Davis County and Provo, yeah. and Utah County and Washington. Yes. Because that's those. all your places. So far. <laughs> yes. So to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into photography? I always say my my journey in photography started with a huge failure. And that was my um, college career, I guess, or for lack of a better word. I had been in school for years. I I played tennis at Utah State, and I had a scholarship there. You're an Aggie. I'm an Aggie. I mean, for a year Go and a half. <laughs> and then I, I got engaged and moved to St. George and went to school at Dixie for a while. And then I moved to Salt Lake, went to Slick, went to the U. Like, I just transferred so many times. And so I had been in school for, like, four years. And I still had no kind of degree and really no direction other than I kept failing math. Over and over and over again, like private tutors, working so hard, fail, fail with the math. And the last semester of college before I dropped out, I took a photography course and I loved it. And, you know, it all started right there with failing math. (laughs) There you go. That's what kept me in there long enough. If I had passed it and gotten my degree as soon as I should have, you know, I wouldn't be here. So, wow. Don't be so scared of those failures, guys. <laughs> they might lead you somewhere good. I like that. I feel like that's the whole when a door closes. Yep. There's lots another of times. <laughs> there's another option. Okay. And do you enjoy taking portraits or landscape? Do you have a preferred form? I would say I'm a combination of both. I mean, and I shoot it a lot of different ways. I shoot. A lot of people don't know I do about 40% commercial work. Oh, really? um, I just don't show as much of that stuff um, because kind of my heart is more with um, kids and families and real life stuff. I love the commercial work too. That's fun. But when I'm shooting uh, families, I really think it's a combination. Obviously, I'm shooting people, so it's portraits, but I like to shoot it in a place that's beautiful. I like to really have the images be kind of a combination of like a piece of art or a, or a landscape that happen to have your family in it, you know? So it's a it's a kind of a combination of both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a lot of small brands locally and bigger brands that are out of state, um, bigger companies, and they just ship product into me. And I think it's nice for them that I own the studios um, so they don't have studio fees on top of what they're already paying their photographer. So I get a, quite a few clients that way. So when you say commercial, I was thinking buildings for whatever reason. Oh, so you're commercial, talking- just uh, businesses. Businesses. Yeah. I okay. Mean, small so brands, like, products like and- yeah, products and anything from, you know, furniture to MLM companies to little, you know, your friend next door that makes baby clothes, all that in between. Oh, that's cool. That yeah. is fun. I feel like the product, you do the product photography as well then. That's yeah. That I guess that. when I say commercial, I'm meaning product probably more. Okay. Business. Uh, businesses. Yeah. So what inspired the, I feel like the, the white space yeah. studio, what actually inspired this process? And can you explain yeah. it a little bit for people who don't know? I, I wouldn't say it was an inspired thing. It was You know, I was at a place where I was still quite new in my business overall, but I was getting pretty consistent, you know, at that point with my work. 
Um, and I had this goal that I'm like, I, I really want to shoot in a studio, you know, like in a really pretty natural light studio. And there just weren't very many of them around at the time. There was one in the area that I knew of that a friend of mine shot in and I thought it was so beautiful. And a new one opened up, um, downtown Salt Lake City and they were selling punch passes. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to buy this punch pass, which... I think it was like 300 bucks, but at the time that was a huge investment. It was a scary leap. I'm like, oh man, what if I don't make this money back? Anyway, so I started working in there and, and I saw with that little $300, the, the different things that I was able to do in a studio that I wasn't able to do outside and the opportunities that that presented. Um, so I shot there for a while and then, it, you know, the studio wasn't perfect. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. So me and a friend, the one that shot in the other pretty studio, we were like, well, maybe we can just like do our own, you know? I mean, if we find something small and so long story short, we did. We found our own little space, a little 500 square foot space, and we made it exactly what we wanted it to be, planning to just share it between the two of us. And then we found that there was there was open time and people were loving the images that were coming out of that space. It was all white at the time. It was the first one that was all, I mean, floor to ceiling, just white and the community loved it and they, everyone wanted to shoot there and everyone wanted pictures there. So we were like, well, you know, let's rent it out a little bit. Let's let other, let's offset our costs a little bit. And, you know, it really spiraled from there. <laughs> and here we are, uh, three locations later, much bigger spaces and, uh, looking to expand out of state. So are all your spaces white or? They're not. White space wasn't necessarily meant to be like, I mean, the first studio I ever had, that small one wasn't all white space, but I like variety. I mean, I always gear towards clean white spaces, but all of them have different variety in them. All of them have different colors, uh, different lights. Some of them have more than one studio in the location. But white space was just meant to be like a white space, a clean canvas, like a blank canvas for you to create whatever you want. Um, so it's a little bit of a misconception, I guess, that they're all white. But we try to market it well to show people that there's a lot of variety in all the spaces. I like that, though, like a blank canvas. Yeah. I almost like when I was doing the branding and the marketing, I wanted to like put in, what's it called, like a tagline at the end mm -hmm. and say like a a blank space for you to create or a white space for you to create or something like that. And yeah. my, the marketing girl's like, nah, don't do that. So. <laughs> well, I think also I was looking at the photos on your website and I was looking through the different studios and how they're set up. And I was also looking at their frequently asked questions, et cetera. And it was talking about how people have the opportunity to bring in things, right? You can bring sure. things in to enhance whatever you want to yep. within that photo. Specifically with the white space, is that just because you want people to have a clean space yeah. to be able to photograph in and to create within? Yeah, exactly. I just want it to be somewhere. The spaces are all, and we've, we've put quite a lot of work into all of the spaces, two of them in particular, like really extensive remodeling, adding windows and knocking out ceilings and adding, I mean, completely reconfiguring spaces just to create big, wide open spaces with a ton of great natural light. So people have the option to use that how they will. Like people bring in paper backdrops and shoot really clean. People bring in entire furniture sets, you know, and set up a different, looks like a bedroom, looks like a kitchen, you know. So it's just really a big, bright, clean space to make whatever you want to make. I love that it just started with you and your friend. You guys just wanted it, you know, your little yeah. space how you wanted, and then it grew. Yeah, and we all, you know, it's funny. We got kicked out of that first space, like literally kicked out, because there was a <laughs> mean old lady <laughs> next door to us. <laughs> uh -huh. And it was an older building that we were in, and so it wasn't insulated at all. And so they could just hear everything that we were doing. And if we had kids in there... This woman hated the children, mm. like she hated children, and she made it very clear. So she complained constantly if there was a kid in there that cried or a kid in there that yelled or if kids are running, anything like that. So they end up kicking us out, and at that point I was like, well, what What am I going to do now? Because, you know, by then I was starting to teach, and I was using my space to teach in, and, you know, my studio – the studio portion of my job was big at that point, and I was like, what am I going to do? I can't just – not have a, I can't not have a space. I can't do that anymore. And so my friend and I went looking for other spaces and she found a space downtown that she liked and we were going to go in it together, but I just didn't love it quite as much. It, it, I wanted a little, something a little different. So she went ahead and got that space and 
I went to the place that was formerly my gym. It was a cross-training gym. It was a dark, dingy, awful gym. But I saw potential in it, and the gym moved out, and I moved in, and my architect husband came in very handy and helped me, and we we gutted it, and we redesigned it, and we made it awesome. And it was scary, man, like three times, four times as expensive as the other space, and double my mortgage. It was a huge risk. But honestly, my husband pushed it. That's what made me do it. I, I didn't believe that it would be something that would work as a business. I prepared him like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is this is probably going to cost us money. You know, like it might it might be really expensive for me to be able to work here. I'll offset it with renters, you know, best I can. And he said, no, babe, this is this is a business. This is something that we should, you know, really pursue. And we did. And darn it, he was right. I love it. I want to be able to like raise the roof for your husband. <laughs> I know. I that seriously, awesome. he was so he was so good. That was, I mean, huge of him to believe in it that much. I mean, I I thought it could work, but he knew it would, and so his push made it happen. And he's pretty handy with the architecture stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> that is a great team right there. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, it's so fun. So I'm curious with just within the your background in saying okay this is how I discovered photography mm-hmm. but how did you find your style cuz I feel like you have this unique style yeah. that you're talking about or that you have these preferences and vision yeah how have you discovered that when I was a little newer but like you know probably about the point when I was in the studios and I was doing you know some weddings and I was doing some families and you know I was uh, just kind of taking classes and trying to learn as much as I could. And I was just in this place where I felt really unsure, even though my work, I knew it was consistent and it was growing, but I just felt really unsure. And uh, something I teach a lot is uh, the class I took that helped me more than anything else was the class I went to. And I went to learn from this girl that was, she was really successful. She was, you know, so good at photography. Like her editing was amazing. Everything was so good. I'm like, okay, if I go learn from her, like she's going to tell me the right things to do and I'm finally going to click and it's going to all work for me. And I went to her class and I learned nothing. I learned nothing new. She was doing everything the same way I was doing. And so that really helped me to just be like, you know, there's a ton of different ways to do this job, to how to edit, how to shoot, um, and what I was doing was working for me, and I just needed to trust that and go with it. And so that's what I've done ever since. If it works for me, that's what I do. If you're talking about what works for you, what's your advice to people to look better in pictures? Because to look I, better in pictures. Okay, here's the thing though. I feel like so one of my best friends, she's 20, and she can take a selfie and it looks like model pose. And then when I try, like I did a comparison of like her picture and my picture, and my mm-hmm. picture has like half of my face like it's just not so like how and just how they like I feel like younger generations how they stand they just look great yes it's true there is there is an art to it and you know when I'm shooting families we try to keep it pretty relaxed and honestly I just try to get people to have fun with each other and to enjoy their kids and their families and I'm just kind of the creeper walking around (laughs) documenting it you know and I direct them a little bit Mm -hmm. here and there but you know here's a couple things that are like anybody can do and just be aware of if you're having your picture taken instinctively when people get in front of a camera they lean back they lean away from the camera just because you're you're not comfortable and so you you want a little space and so you lean back a little bit you want to do the opposite of that you always want your body and like your head your chest and your head a little bit forward and into the camera which is totally awkward feeling it doesn't feel good but it will make you look good I promise usually you want to turn your shoulders to the side a little bit and then turn your head towards the camera when you're straight on at a camera not quite as flattering so little things like that like and your photographer if you've got someone that knows what they're doing they should they should be telling you these things. These are things I say to people pretty much every time I take their pictures. But good to know. You know? Yeah. Well, and my thing is when I take a picture, I just have this awkward smile. And my yes. family is always like, stop with the awkward smile. And it's just like the camera comes out and I just can't help it. Well, here's the thing, though. Being awkward is not a bad thing as long as you can laugh at yourself. And I always tell people that I'm like, I know this feels awkward. I feel awkward when I'm in front of a camera, and I know exactly what's going on on the other end of that. 
But if you embrace that you feel ridiculous and you just laugh at yourself, that's what the photographer is looking for. I'm put, I'm setting up a couple. Let's say I'm shooting mom and dad. And they're like, you know, they've got four kids. And they're like, we're not a couple like this. We're not romantic like this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just do it. Just do it. You know, and I get them all close together. And eventually, most of them just start laughing at themselves because they feel ridiculous. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for this pose that I set up. I want them to relax, laugh it off. And there's our shot right there. So just relax. Okay. Just laugh at yourself. It's all good. The Pretend laugh. like there's not a camera right yeah. there. I say that every time. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm invisible. Um, can I tell about how we met? Because I think that this is so funny. T. Robbins, I don't know if I told you this. I had like this picture of my cousins and we were all like fake laughing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize that was yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's me. So, oh, I didn't put that together. <laughs> and so, but like the picture like was not good that's of right. any of us. Like it, like it wasn't. <laughs> and so I went to, to tag my cousin's wife, Tracy, and I ended up tagging you probably because you have a lot of followers. So yours was like the first one that came up and I didn't really pay attention. And then you wrote a comment and you're like, oh. Yeah, it was not flattering. <laughs> It wasn't no, flattering. No, wasn't flattering of anyone, <laughs> which is so funny because you're like, oh, like, I don't think this is me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I and so that. that's how that's how we came in contact. Now and then that I, I'm thinking about it, I remember that. Yeah. But I didn't remember that. Because well, like, then I started I looking here. at your stuff, and I'm like, oh wait, you're really cool. Like, actually, can we do a podcast? <laughs> like, sorry, I accidentally tagged you in this family photo, but that's right. When class seems awkward, yeah, seriously, that's meant to be. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness! Look at social media bringing us together <laughs> accidentally. It really does. It does. It's a great it's world. So real. Um, so I'm curious what. Do you what do you love most about photography? About actually taking photos? Man, that's a hard one. There are a few things, um, and in no particular order, because I really like all these things a lot. I really, really love light. It's something I I teach a lot, and that's another thing that I really love is I really love the teaching aspect of my job. I really love finding light. I love finding really unique, beautiful light. The kind of light that most photographers. Not most, I'd say, but a lot run away from because it's difficult to work with or it's not even, you know, or clean or whatever. But I feel so much from light. Like when I see it, whether I have a camera in my hands or not. So I just think it's a really cool thing that I get to chase after that and, you know, find it and document it. Um, the other thing I really love, honestly, is connecting with clients. You know, there are some, I mean... From what I'm told, I don't like to say this out loud because it sounds like, sounds braggy or weird. I don't know. But from what I'm told, people enjoy the experience generally, like working with me. And I do too. That's And it's so for real when you go and like, you know, let's say you've never met this family before and the kids are nervous, you know, and everyone's a little nervous. And by the end, like I've got a kid on my arm and we're laughing and we're playing and they tell their parents in the car on the way home that they had so fun with Miss Tracy. When do we get to see her again? And those clients come back and the kids remember. And you know, it seriously is like a really cool connection for me when that happens. And I just, especially kids, kids are my people. I mean, not today. My kids were like <laughs> not my people today. But overall, I just really, I love kids. I'm a really goofy person. And so I, I get along with the little ones. Well, but hearing you say that, so our like family photographer that we used forever it was from Moto Photo. I don't remember if you guys Moto Photo. Moto Photo. Wow. It was back when yeah, there was you actually got film developed and they had like, oh, a studio. Oh yeah. But so I don't remember his name, but he had red hair, and we thought he was. I think his name was Todd. We thought he was so funny yeah. like and like still to this day <laughs> i remember him because yeah, yeah like i don't know he just made oh, us i would laugh. love that yeah i would love that if like years and years down the road kids still remembered crazy tracy you know i actually was thinking about how you loved light and there's this song yeah. called i am light by india ari ari mm -hmm. do you know her uh -huh. you know that song yeah and i was thinking about how that's i i love that concept that that's what draws you mm -hmm. to your photography and also the connection between people right yeah. that all of us only connect one of my favorite quotes only connect but I feel like yeah that's that's it is that you're having that opportunity to connect and then you also mentioned teaching 
Yeah. So will you tell us a little bit more about the teaching aspect? Um, yeah, it's a big part of my job now, bigger all the time. Teaching about light is probably my most popular class. Uh, it used to be called the direct light class, and I've kind of, which was a class that was all about teaching people how to shoot in full sun, like full hard sun in situations where there's no shade, you know, you don't have reflectors or uh, strobes or something to help you. You're just in really hard light. And that's difficult to shoot in, but it's something I'm really drawn to. But again, most uh, stay away from it because it's hard and you don't know what to do with it. So I teach a lot of that. I'll teach at conferences or retreats, whatever people want me to come teach at. Um, and I'll teach anything from light to uh, directing and interacting with clients or marketing or editing. Any part of my job that I do, well, I'll teach people how to do. So the hard light, mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by that because how did you discover you liked hard light that you could that you could capture those moments in difficult lighting? I think it was because you know you know Saltaire here mm -hmm. in Salt Lake. I really obviously like clean spaces. Like my studios are all very clean spaces, and Saltaire is the ultimate like clean slate. You know, it's just a flat, barren white beach. You know. And this flat, glassy lake, uh, it, it's beautiful. And I, I really wanted to shoot there. And I took my kids out one time, and I was like, what do I do with this? There is nowhere to hide. The sun is so harsh. Like, what do I, what do, I do? And so I started just practicing with them. And, you know, I really couldn't find a lot of information other than photographers that brought out exterior lighting sources. They brought flashes or strobes. And I just wasn't into that. That's not my thing. It's not a bad thing. It's awesome. It's just not, it's not what I wanted to do. And so I just started finding my own way, I guess, from there. And more and more clients started to book those kind of locations because they saw what I could do. And it was my own way. It wasn't anyone else's way to do it. It was mine. And now I teach people how to do it my way. So do you feel like this light concept has helped your light grow? Or how has stretching yourself in this way yeah. strengthened you as a woman? I mean, I don't know. Can you get spiritual on this yeah. podcast? Go because for honestly, like, we would love that. Light for me, like, light from the sun in particular, is almost just a really spiritual thing for me. I feel really connected to God and the earth. And I'm not like a, <laughs> I don't know how to say it nicely. <laughs> it's going to sound bad. I'm not like a, how do you say it? I don't want to say a gypsy. I don't know. I'm, I'm a really like mellow girl, but. That's the part for me that's it's really uh, close to my heart and soul. And so, it, yeah, like I said, that's, that's why I love it because it, it feels way more than just sunshine. Like I, I'm obsessed <laughs> with seeing light in all kinds of situations and different ways. And I think that's really helped me grow as, you know, a person and an artist to appreciate the sun and the light and, you know, the way that light reflects off the trees onto the cement and it moves and it glitters. And uh, if you watch my Instagram stories, I pretty regularly document like just little pockets of light in my house that I like or outside. But yeah, it's deep for me. <laughs> That was a great question. Robin. I almost was going to like, I was almost going to go there, but I'm like, I'm not going to go there unless they ask me that question. Right. But yeah, that's where it comes No, this from. is why I love having awesome co-hosts because I didn't even think about light, but hearing this, I'm like, man, I want to observe how the light hits the trees and the shadows. But yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, are you kidding me? She is sitting there recording the light in her house and how it's, how it's interacting in her world. And I feel like that's just one of those beautiful things in life that we can pass right by and not see, yeah. but it's right there and it's in the light. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also the contrast. So I guess that's where I feel like today one of my friends said to me, there's there's light and there's dark, but there's also this kind of space between. Yeah. And how do you feel like in the dark times maybe of your business, oh, how girl. have you come... You're leading right to my favorite places. <laughs> my favorite place. Um, yeah, so people hire me to teach or to shoot in light. But what I'm trying to get out more and more is that I really, as much as I love that light, 
almost just as much. I really love when it's dark. You know, and I taught, there's a big photo conference in Utah called Photo Native. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Like any photographers that are listening should most definitely check out Photo Native. I was born here in Utah and it's just a big conference. It gets bigger and bigger every year. Their next one's in Palm Springs. And I taught at it last January and I taught my direct light class. And as I was preparing that lesson, or not lesson, I was preparing that class, you know, and we're talking about hard light. And I'm like, you know, I just feel like I can't talk about this hard light without talking about its opposite a little bit because they, they're part of each other and you have to, you have, you really need to understand both to appreciate the other. So we talked about how, you know, situations where there's, almost no light left or you get into a room or a home or a space where you've got a photograph and it is so dark and there's the tiniest bit of light and how those are the situations that really often create by far the most beautiful images and it's something I really enjoy teaching. I love at Photo Native, I taught I taught a I taught the direct light class, and we also taught a a newborn class, and I taught it at my Provo White Space Studio. And that studio has a little back room, and I painted it a very dark blue color, and it's a tiny room, and it's got one itty bitty window up in the corner. It's a dark room, and so I took all the girls uh, back into that space and brought the mom and the baby. And I said, we're going to take beautiful pictures in here. And every one of those girls is, you know, shaking their head like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, let's go back into that big, white, bright, awesome space. And it's like, no, 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 we're going to stay right here. And I showed them what to do in that situation. And every single one of them was so shocked at what they could make in a place like that and in a space like that. And as we're editing the images, there's a lot of dark in the images. And then, you know, there's just a little light on your subject And what that does is it just makes your subject be the star of the show. That's what stands out. So I always talk about how just a little bit of light is is all you need. Uh, And if that room was full of light, it wouldn't have meant anywhere close to the same thing that it meant with just a tiny bit. So many parallels. So many. I could, no, really, when you asked that question, I was almost like, crap, I could go on this one, like, for so long, because it's my favorite. It's true, I just think that is so beautiful in the regards that life creates contrast. Yeah. And I think that there's just that principle of, like, a little bit of light. Yeah. Is enough. You know, and I... I bawled through the last 15 solid minutes of that direct light class at Photo Native because I talked about, I started getting to the dark parts and about how I showed an image of my niece that we took at Saltaire. But this was like 30 to 40 minutes after the sun went down. So it is dark. Like you can see all the city lights on. There is no light left. It is so dark outside at this point. And we just kind of kept going, and I took this image of my niece, and it is one of my all-time favorite images. She's covered in mud. Uh, It's so dark that, like, I mean, like, there's grain in the image. You have to turn up. It's called your ISO. You have to turn that up when it gets too dark so your shutter's fast enough. So it's grainy, and it's dark, and it's one of my absolute favorites. And I just said, what if I'd stopped? What if I had stopped? And that image never made it. And, you know, I likened that to our lives, and... It gets so dark sometimes. It's so dark and you can't see any light or there's just barely any and everything else is dark and it looks so bad. But those are the times I feel like where we just, I don't know, I feel like everyone already knows this. You grow. That's when you grow and that's when I think magic is made. But I also feel like when you're in those dark moments, like it's always good to have those reminders. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. In the moment, in the place. If I had stuck those girls in that tiny room with that mom and newborn and said, good luck, <laughs> you know, go go make that pretty, they, they, they wouldn't have because they wouldn't have seen, they wouldn't have seen it the way I see it. So yeah, there's your little reminder in the dark places, <laughs> you know? They also needed somebody with a different vision. Yeah. Because I've seen it. I, I feel like I have seen light. And because I pay such, I think, extra close attention to it, I've seen it. And I'm sure there are way more <laughs> experiences for me to learn. But I've I've seen pretty much all of it, I think, in, you know, as far as photography goes. And so that that's always fun for me to challenge them and to even in that one small room, changing the angle of where they're shooting and how drastically different the image looked, but still really beautiful. 
uh, was super helpful for people. And that's, that's so fun for me when I see people's like light bulbs clicking and they're, they're seeing it differently and they're believing they can do way more than they thought they could do. It's fun. That's the fun part. It's delightful. <laughs> so as you're talking about these classes, are your classes more for experienced photographers or? Uh, most of my classes are probably geared for people that have a, at least some experience. Because mm-hmm. um, I shoot in manual mode all the way. And so I've never taught a beginner's class. Um, I thought about it for a while and... Um, I don't know. I just never did. But I've got friends that teach more beginners classes. Mm-hmm. You don't by any means have to be like a successful business in photography to take my classes. All you need to do is like, I mean, you need to have your camera. You need to know a little bit about how it functions. Read the manual. Yeah, I've no, I've never read the manual <laughs> really? ever in any camera. <laughs> like I am a, I'm a learn as I go kind of girl. And, you know, it's been eight years of learning to get mm-hmm. me right here. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's really for just about anybody. Okay, cool. And how much are your classes? Oh, they vary pretty drastically. Oh, I really? mean, I teach small classes, like you know, little, little half day classes uh, that usually start around three hundred dollars, um, up to my two day, two to three day retreats that I'll go teach that are more like you know thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars for the several day retreats. Varies oh, every class cool. every year. It's a little different. Do you want to tell us a little bit about each of the studios? So what yeah. is different about each of the studios? Yeah. Um, so Bountiful is the first one we opened, and that's when I live in Bountiful, so it's the one I shoot at the most for sure. Uh, like I said, that was the old dirty, dingy uh, cross-training gym that is now all cleaned up. That one has a funny birth story, I think. It, uh, it, was, it was a big, extensive renovation and expensive and scary and all that stuff. And the, you know, it was supposed to be done at this time, and it wasn't. So we pushed back a week and pushed back. You know, it just kept not getting done. It was supposed to be done. And finally, it's like, hey, I have sessions scheduled. It has to be done at this time. So we finally get it open, and I'm so happy. Everything looks great. It's shooting amazing. The response from the community is making me cry because they're loving it and supporting it. And uh, I think it was three weeks after it opened, it flooded the entire thing. Like, the plumber had installed something wrong, the sink or the toilet. I don't even know. Did you just ball? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't ball, uh, <laughs> but it was really upsetting. We had to tear yeah. out all the floors and tear out the kitchen. But, you know, it kind of turned out good because the floors I had chosen uh, were not holding up well at all. They were flat white, and they were actually just wood painted white, and it just was not holding up. They were scratching like crazy. And so we tore those out and actually got to put in a floor that was much better. So, you know, blessing in disguise. There you go. You know, so that worked out good. Um, and, you know, the Bountiful location did well right off the bat. And uh, I'm born and raised in St. George. And uh, I worked down there quite a bit at that time. Um, and so I said, gosh, we ought to, maybe we should open another one. Like, I would never have thought of that when I was getting into the first one that I'd open more than one. Uh, but I don't know. I thought the need was there. And so uh, we we found a space in, it's called Ancestor Square in St. George. Um, it's right on the top floor. And it's this tall, beautiful space. It's got this tall pitched ceilings with exposed beams and columns and this amazing circle window that's just such a staple there now. And it's actually a, it's an original window from the St. George LDS temple. And when they remodeled the temple, Ancestor Square took the window and put it in that space. Um, and I ended up adding more windows below it. But it's just kind of a really cool space with a lot of, lot of character and story. And it's got amazing lights and so nice for the blistering hot summer days, I think, in St. George. Um, and then, uh, several months, half a year, maybe even close to a year later, we, I knew there was a need in Provo for sure. There's a ton of companies in Provo that needed the space and lots of photographers. So, uh, I found that space, uh, through my brother. He was just, he lives in Provo and he's kind of keeping his eyes peeled for me because it's hard to find a space just online. Mm-hmm. If you just go looking on the computer for a space, you probably won't find a great one. It's you have to use your eyes. And yeah. so that's how we found that one. And that one's now a year old. And yeah, that's where we are. And you're looking out of state? Yeah, we're pretty aggressively looking at a few cities out of state. Probably one more location in Utah. We've got one more location in mind, but we're looking for the perfect building. So if you see one, anyone, <laughs> let me know. So is that so much fun to see people come to your studios and be able to create their little so masterpiece. So fun. Oh my gosh. I uh, 
Love, love, love getting on the the studio Instagram account. I have a manager, a studio manager, Karen, who really runs like a ton of it for me these days. Um, but I love getting on that account and watching people uh, do their stories in the studio and tagging the studio and the image they've taken and seeing how people use it. Like I said, like everyone uses light and sees light in spaces so differently. Like everyone has a unique perspective. So it's so fun to see people using it in their own creative ways. And people use it for all kinds of things. They teach classes, they do pop-up shops, um, baby showers, bridal showers. Like it's a, it's a community space for whatever you need it for. So I've seen a wedding, like a small wedding ceremony. Really? Yeah. Um, there's been lots of cool stuff like that. And, you know, I just love seeing everybody love it. It makes me so happy. So do you shoot um, photography for a wedding? I don't. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Uh, we talked, we were, I was getting on that and I got distracted. Um, yeah, I don't shoot any weddings. I do families, kids, newborns, anything family related um, or that commercial or product work. Um, I didn't like doing weddings. I never did. And so that was a hard thing for me to let go of. I felt like I couldn't be a successful photographer if I didn't shoot weddings. That's how I really honestly felt. And so I held on to it for quite a long time um, and just was like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like doing it. I don't like working all day Saturdays in the summer. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Don't want to do that. I want to do I want to go to the lake. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go have fun. You're my type of person. Yeah. I just I don't like working those kind of those kind of weekends. I want to be with my family. So um, I let it go. And it's been the best, best decision for me. A lot of people do both and do really well. I'm not I'm not one of them. But I just love that you're owning what you're good at and you're being like, I don't love doing yeah. weddings and that's okay. You've been able to make success not doing yeah. them. Like I was saying, same with how you shoot or how you edit. Like you find – I remember the big first big workshop I ever took. She was telling me that and she's saying, I'm going to teach you this stuff, but find your own way. Find your own way. And I was like, BS, your way is the right way. You're successful, so that's the right mm -hmm. way, you know. And then you hear something totally different from another successful photographer. And it just took a long time for me to believe what they said, that you find what you like to do and what works for you and that's what you follow. So what would you give as advice to other professionals who are doing things that are scary or that they're stepping out in a way that yeah. is uncomfortable? Yeah, man, I like that one too because every, every step I have taken in my business moving forward has been terrifying. It's never not scary for me to open a new space um, you know, we've only done three so far, but now that we're branching out of state, I'm back to square one and I'm terrified every single time. There is never a guarantee, no matter how much, no matter how much I felt like I knew the industry, I knew the areas, I knew the market, there was still no guarantee anywhere that people were going to receive this the way I hoped that they would. Um, same thing with any other kind of business. I think there are never <laughs> guarantees. I mean, not that I'm aware of, if anyone knows of something, please do send that my way. Uh, there aren't guarantees. Um, and for me, I would, when I'd get nervous and feel like running away, I'd be like, okay, well, do I really think this is a good idea? Yes. Uh, could it fail? Yes. What is the worst thing? And I would really go like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, what happens? Um, and for me, the worst case scenario was I would lose money. <laughs> and, you know, that sucks and that's not fun. And I've had lots of experiences. They haven't all just been successful all the time. There have been major setbacks and major like money blown and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, that's not fun, but... Nothing has stopped us or nothing has, you know, ended my career or hurt my family. And so until anything like that happens, I'm just going to keep going forward. And so you're a mom too, yeah. right? Yeah. So how are you managing all this? I'm like, hearing you talk about all your businesses and you still do photography. <laughs> that is my most frequently asked question for sure. I think people have this idea that because I'm running these, I'm running multiple businesses and they're, they're, they're both successful. Um, I do have three kids. They're eight, six, and three. Um, and, you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? And I'm like, watch my Instagram stories, people. Like, my house is a hot mess almost all the time. And that's the trade-off I make right now. Um, you know, there's not balance anywhere. There is a shift in priorities by the day, by the hour, by the week, or whatever. 
Um, some weeks I'm an awesome business woman and some weeks I'm an awesome mom and some weeks my house is clean. Like it's, I just can't ever have all of those things. And I accept that. I accept that I can't have all the things all the time. Um, and that's, that's probably been the most helpful thing, but I also have a lot of help. I have Karen that manages the studios. She does all the bookings online. Um, so I don't do that. Um, I have a bookkeeper that does all the numbers and things. So I have help in a lot of areas. Um, I have a nanny a couple days a week, so I can't do it on my own. No way could I ever, and I don't want to ever give anyone the impression that I am doing all those things. Uh, it's not reasonable. Mm-mm. There's a book that I just was listening to called Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Have you heard of this no. book? No. So there's certain aspects of things that you've said that it remind me of this book. But one of the things that she talks about is being a mother and also having a very successful business and the aspect of owning her success as well as her failures, mm-hmm. of owning both aspects of that and yeah. not shying away from the success she's had as well as the failures that she's had. Yep. And that is what's refreshing about this book is that I feel like she doesn't apologize for yeah. her success, nor does she apologize for her failures. Yeah. And so there's good. something really, really beautiful about that. And I feel like that's yeah. what you were just talking about as being a mother. There's, I think we have some weird conception, misconception about how things are supposed to be or what we do. And in reality, that's not true. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, you know, Instagram is a big part of my business. Um, you know, and that's where we met. Yeah, the, bad, the bad tag on Instagram, <laughs> <The> right? <laughs> but one thing that has always bothered me about it was if you pull up my, let's say you pull up my Instagram feed, and it's pretty perfect. I mean, and I'm not braggy way. It looks pretty dang perfect. All the images are beautiful, pretty neat little squares. It's all so nice. And it really bothered me that it looked that way. And so I was really happy when Instagram stories came along because then I could show people like, I wanted that feed to be, that's my portfolio. I want it to look its best and I want it to be Mm -hmm. its best. But I also want to show people the other side of it that is so for real. So if you hop on there, you will see me in my pajamas editing on my computer that is covered in, you know, like crackers and kids cups uh, you know, in my kitchen will be a mess. I remember my favorite, one of my favorite experiences is uh, I was in St. George. I was going to do a shoot. I was walking up to find my clients and I was walking up and there's this group of a couple, two or three gr- women. One of them says, hey, are you Tracy Lane? And I was like, yeah. She's like, hey, you're the one with the messy kitchen. And I was like, <laughs> Yep. Hello. You know, like, because like a few days before I had done a story where I was like, it was in the fall, which is by far the craziest time of the year for me. It's when I'm way the most busy and it's just, it's a little stressful. It's a little chaotic. So the house really suffers at that point. And I did an Instagram story a few days before that. And I was literally like crying, laughing so hard and showing people how horrific my kitchen was. And I, I honestly just loved that. That's what she saw. And I'm like, yeah, that is me. Hi. Like pretty feed, messy house, happy kids. So I love that because I mean, I'm not a a mom, but I feel like I'll be podcasting and that'll be my focus. And then I'm trying to like run and and train and that'll be my focus. And like this week I'm like, why am I never on balance with everything and hearing you? I'm like, Nope, it's okay. Like one one thing balanced at a time. Yeah, and at least one success at a least day. There's one balance, mm-hmm. you know. I really feel like that's kind of my goals. I'm like, if I feel like I did good at one thing every day, then I feel like I did good. And sometimes I do good at two things, and that's like, and extra. then you're like, whoa, yeah, that's just. And then you extra really are cheerleading, yeah. cheerleading for yourself at that point. <laughs> yes. on saying what? That's the, ra- that's the rarity, <laughs> right? It's okay. I feel like you had that great hashtag in there with those three things you said, like the messy house, the clean, or what did you say? Those three. Oh, that was we'll such to... a good. Let's listen. I'm excited. I wish we for had recorded that. Oh, oh, we did. We recorded we did. it. <laughs> We're recording right now. I'm so excited. Anyway, it was we'll just her little like. Oh. She said, like, messy house, like, great photos. I can't remember what I can make yeah. that as, like, That would be maybe line. a good yeah. tagline. Yeah. Let's do it. I like it's it. That, that is the tagline for my life. Seriously, you could add that when your marketing person lets you. Yes. <laughs> see so many photographers on Instagram, but I feel like you've just given me a whole different perspective. And also to just own whatever is your passion. And it's cool that, like, your specialty has become light. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool to see. I feel like the industry cha- has changed a lot 
since I first started out. Like I said, when I first started, I thought I couldn't be successful if I didn't shoot weddings. And I felt like I couldn't really be a part of the, like, the community of photographers because I didn't do weddings. I didn't feel included because I didn't do weddings, you know. And it's really cool to see more and more that's changing. And it's a very, very, especially here in Utah, we're a very unique place. And the uh, the community in photography is really tight. Like Some of my very, very best friends are photographers that by all the other definitions would be my competition. But that's just not a, it's not a thing. Like we are our biggest cheerleaders for each other and biggest supports for each other. And it's just awesome. It's so cool. Wait, so how do you guys, how did you connect with these photographers? Um, Mostly online. Um, Facebook groups and Instagram or, you know, social media for the most part um, have been huge. And then since opening the studios, I've just met more and more and teaching and meet more and more and just gets bigger and better all the time. I'm just curious, how have you been able to not look at those individuals as competition, but because you create a space where you need them. I mean, in a way, how has that created that dynamic of community versus competition? You know, I think about that. And sometimes I feel like I've just been lucky that I've done, I've been able to do well. And, you know, honestly, my growth has been very slow by, by the standards of today. You know, I've been shooting for eight years now, I guess in business for eight years. I was shooting a little bit longer than that. And it's taken me taken me eight years to get to this place where, you know, I book consistently and steadily and, you know, everything's rolling really well. But I've always just kind of been where I wanted to be. And so I didn't feel like I'm like, well, they're not hurting me. And I, you know, I don't think I'm hurting them. They seem to be doing fine. They're seems to be enough work to go around, you know, for everybody. So it's really just never been a thing where I felt like. I needed, I needed to protect myself or to, you know, stay away from my competition. It's just there. It just isn't like that for me, which abundance. is really nice. <laughs> yeah, abundance versus scarcity. Scarcity makes yeah. us live in fear, but abundance makes us live in generosity. Yes, yeah. and you know, we do live in like a really saturated photography market here in Utah. Like by far, by far, the most saturated in the com- in the country. Really, in the country. Way Utah's a very weird place. <laughs> like especially in this in this field. Um, yeah, there are more photographers. Uh, what is it per per capita or it's crazy whatever way more photographers but there's also way more demand for photographers here we have a lot of families we have a lot of weddings we have a lot of small businesses like city what are we at the the bi state industry you know like that's who we are and so there's there's a ton of need for us so i just i wish more people would understand that but um you know a lot do they get it. And I think I think a lot of people are impatient now, too. Like I, like I said, it's taken me a long time to get here. And, you know, a lot of people grow their success a lot faster now because of social media and the way marketing is. And um, they, they can grow a lot faster than I have. And if people don't grow that fast, they feel like they can't make it, you know. And it's just not true. Like it's not true. A slow and steady pace. Which is funny because I'm the exact opposite in every other aspect of life. I'm super impatient, very impatient. I'm very uh, sporadic. I want it. I will have it now kind of a person. And so, but for some reason with my career, I have felt so content and so satisfied with this just slow, steady growth. Um, but, you know, it's just different for everybody. You're awesome. Oh, you're nice. I'm Tracy, <laughs> it has been so fun to hear about so you fun. and yeah, I just feel like you have got a really cool niche market that you have tapped into and found a place. It's fun. I think I you've really never, found a place, which is just really neat. Yeah, I never, ever, ever would have imagined it would be here. I feel like every year I would like set these goals and be like, hey, if I could just get to like this, I'd be, I, I'm there. Then I've arrived. And I get there and then I like take another step and it just is. It's, it's always like I would never in a million years have even wanted to necessarily be in this place where I am now, but I'm so happy I'm here and I'm so happy that I had supportive family and husband especially that has supported this stuff, which was hard at times. Like he's busy. He's always worked a lot of hours and worked really hard. And so it's a sacrifice for him when, uh, you know, he comes home from work and we have to tag team and I'm off to shoot and you know, the risk of starting the shoots, the studios and building new ones. And um, I just feel super lucky. I've had a ton of support and I've had a ton of support from the 
community, both photographers and, you know, my clients and people that support the studios. It's all just like, I don't know. I get all, I'll cry if I go on, so I don't want to. <laughs> right. I just feel super, super grateful. Well, so how can people get a hold of you? What's your, your website for both? Um, uh, for photography, uh, it's tracylanephotography.com. They can hop on there and they can uh, they can see uh, my uh, portfolio and kind of work I do and pricing. You can contact me from there. Um, uh, for the studios, you can go to whitespacestudiosutah.com. Uh, for now, <laughs> until we go out of state and then we'll change it. Uh, but for now, whitespacestudiosutah.com. You can view images of all of the different spaces and get information on each space, see the pricing, and you can request bookings from there. Um, and, you know, we're so happy to be here. And so we're going to do uh, anyone in the month of June, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're going to be listening here in June. Uh, we're going to do $25 off of any hour rental at any white space location through the month of June. So just mention that. Just mention the Utah Fan Club uh, when you go to book with us, and we'll set you up. We never, I was telling I these girls, never we do never, ever do discounts at the studios, ever. So I don't know, but I, you know, this is a cool experience, and hopefully some people will come in and try it for some new things, find some new light, you know, try them out. So thank you for that. I think that it's a fun opportunity to give people because like yeah. that's a big discount off your yeah. your studio and it'll add up. Never do that, and so so thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much, Tracy. It has been such a pleasure. Thank and you, and thanks for sharing your light with us. Ah, I love it. Uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Now some facts about Davis County. Do you want to do some facts with us about Davis? Sure. <laughs> we just do a fact. It's like so cheesy, but okay. this is like my favorite thing because fact like, they just opened a crumble cookie in Bountiful. Today, today is the opening day. They really do. Okay, fun fact about Davis County. Uh, Its county seat is Farmington and its largest city is Layton. What? I guess that's true. The county was created in 1950 and was named for Daniel C. Davis, captain in the Mormon Battalion. I didn't know that. What year? Um, 1850. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's crazy that Layton is the largest. I wouldn't guess Layton. City... This is Wikipedia. I was going to say something unkind about Layton right then, so I'm going <laughs> to hold my tongue. But Layton is great. Layton, Layton, I think I need to know you better. Yeah, I just, I just don't, need to get to know her. You a know, it's bit. something I only those those I don't like or those I don't I understand. I love Davis County. Like I'm a St. George girl, born and raised. And when we moved here, I told my husband, "I'm like, you have four years. You have four years to get your school done and get me back to St. George ASAP." And I can't. Like we've been kind of looking at moving, and I just can't quite make myself go anywhere but davis county i love it i think i'm stuck so those are our facts about davis county we found them at ilovehistory.utah.gov and wikipedia <laughs> thank you wikipedia <laughs> thanks for listening utah we want to give a special thanks to our sponsor wazi tech utah's premier it support company they will help you with any of your it needs go to www.wazitech.com that's w-a-z-i-t-e-c-h.com If you love the Beehive State, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery you just can't fake. is 29 all with plenty of places you can dine this western state is quite the hub to learn more join with us at the utah fan club Mm -hmm.